Welcome all. My name is Hannah Morell. I'm with Pacific Stoa, and this is Miserable is Not Enough. Uh, I teach financial resilience and lots of other kinds of resilience too. And I also teach other people how to do that. So I have a teach the teacher component to my business as well, uh, where I teach coaches, mentors, advocates, uh, counselors, therapists, uh, case managers, um, gosh, teachers, pretty much anybody who's serving somebody else. I, I can teach the same tools that you and I talk about here because I'm talking right to you apparently. Um, I, I reteach these as well. So my, the reason I'm explaining that a little bit better than I usually do is because I want you to feel comfortable resharing the tools that I teach here on this podcast. That's what they're for. Uh, things like the $1 bill, $5 bill game, super, super easy to reteach. Should take about two minutes. Practice, and if you want to practice with me, we can certainly schedule a time where we can practice any tool that we've talked about so far or going forward. Um, today's tool is a good example of that. So last time, uh, I basically bagged all over uh, the wants versus needs analysis uh, because it's not working. And really, if you take a look, if we apply a little skepticism to this tool, it's pretty obvious to tell that it's not working, right? We've all been saying it, we've all been doing it, uh, and for some reason, it's still not working. So it's not us, it's not our decision-making. It's not It's not that we're dumb. It's that this is a, a really bad decision-making tool. So if I'm gonna take a tool away from you, I also need to give you one. So today we're gonna talk about the values versus risk, is there any other way tool? And if I could think of a more clever name, I probably wouldn't be doing this. But if you could think of a clever name for this, um, please, please let me know. I'll give you credit every single time I use it. So I'm going to tell you a story first. And I think I may have mentioned this story in the last episode, but I don't remember. And I didn't take the time to go back and listen to that episode. I don't actually re-listen to these. I don't care for my voice. Okay. Um, so up until coronavirus, I was part of a bagpipe band. Um, I love bagpipe music, but I don't play bagpipes. I actually have been playing drums off and on since I was a child, uh, percussion specifically, not like drum set. So snare drum, or in the case of a bagpipe band, side drum, uh, bass drum. Um, I played all sorts of different kinds of percussion, classical percussion. Um, all right. So Bagpipe bands typically march in parades, and a couple summers ago, we were in a long parade in glorious Albany, Oregon. Um, and after about an hour-long march and about a half an hour march back to wherever I was, uh, to wherever my car was, all the time packing a bass drum about as big as I am, uh, fully kilted out. So imagine a will kilt, um, a hat, which doesn't look like it's gonna keep your head hot, but it certainly does and provides no protection from the sun. Uh, shirt, vest, um, hose or socks, and big black shoes. So I was pretty miserable. Um, I'm also a little round person. So I was pretty sweaty and gross and pretty much exhausted. So I was blown. I decided for some reason uh, that I uh, that morning, I didn't put any water in my car before I left, which I normally would have done, but for some reason this time I did not. So I decided I needed to stop by the gas station and get some water uh, or I was not going to make it through the 20-minute drive home. I was going to die. Um, so I stopped at the gas station, got top up on gas, uh, 
and go into the little convenience store inside the gas station, walk over to the refrigerated section, put my hand on a bottle of carbonated water, which I love. And I pull out the, the, uh, the bottle of carbonated water and I head towards the checkout. So if I'm doing the wants versus needs analysis, it's pretty simple, right? Do I want or need this water? Um, as I'm telling the story, when if I'm talking to a, an actual person and not just my dog and cat, um, they'll say, yeah, I need it. Most of the time I'll hear back that I needed that water. Humans need water to live. I'm hot and sweaty. Therefore, I need this bottle of water. Okay, wants versus needs assessment done. Check that box. On we go. <clears throat> so let's slow this down and let's do another the wants for the values versus risks assessment instead. So let's start with the values. What is the what are the values of this bottle of water? And a value cannot be something's price. So the price of this bottle of water was three dollars, but that is not its value. I want to completely disconnect the price that we pay for something with its value or its service to us. So the service uh, that this is going to provide me is that it's delicious, right? It tastes yummy to me. Um, it's cold and I'm hot, so it's going to be refreshing. It's going to be hydrating, which is important. Um, it's convenient. I've got my hand on it right now, right? Here we go. Uh, what are some other values? I think that's all I can think of right now. Not that I haven't told this story five million times, so I should remember these, but all right, so we've nailed down the values. Let's talk about some risks and the risks associated with a thing, a choice, a purchase, whatever it may be. The risk can be its monetary price. So the risk associated with this is this $3. So let's break from our risk assessment here for just a second and talk about something called opportunity costs. This comes from the world of economics and behavioral economics and almost exclusively they are talking about the opportunity cost in dollars or oops, I forgot to turn off my phone or currency. Um, but we're going to, we're going to expand that out quite a little bit. Um, opportunity cost is essentially, well, let me see if I can get the actual definition out of my head. It is the, the difference between the value of the, the choice that you made and the value of the next choice that you didn't make, which doesn't make any sense. And I think I said it wrong. Go, you can go Google that. You don't need me for that. The way I look at opportunity cost, a much, much, much more slimmed down version of that is what am I giving up to make this choice? Right. And we can apply this to lots of things besides money, but let's stick with this $3. So the $3 that I'm using to buy this bottle of water, I cannot therefore also use that same $3 to put gas in my tank, right? Or buy a coffee. I apologize, I'm moving around a lot. I hope that's not too uh, noticeable, but my cat is demanding my attention. All right, so I can't spend the same $3 twice. I can spend another $3, but I can't spend that $3 twice. And the reason we need to expand this out is because it applies to more than just our our money. It also applies to our time and our energy. So it took me some amount of time and energy to make that $3, right? I'm never going to get that time or energy back. Um, we can always make more money. We can always make more energy, right? I could take a nap um, and get some food and my energy will come back. Well, the one thing we can't make more of is time. So I, I think that 
even though I said I'm the financial coach, I think that probably assessing the risk to our time is probably way more important than we than we think it is. So that, you know, really big thoughts just for $3 on a bottle of water. But I think it's important to understand once you spend your time, energy, or money, you will not get that back again. You cannot spend it twice. So the risk of this bottle of water is not just the $3, uh, but what it represents as far as my time or money that I'm never going to get back again. Other risks might be that it could be bad or flat or something could have gone wrong with it. I have anxiety. So my little brain tells me things like it accidentally has poison in it, but that's just anxiety brain. Um, other risks. Um, I can't think of anything. Um, people come up with some clever things sometimes. So that's step one and step two. Step one, assess the values of this choice. Step two, assess the risks. Step three, is there any other way? So is there any other way to get some of the values without some or all of the risks? Um, and sometimes there isn't another way, but this step is important and I would urge you not to skip it because it puts our head on a swivel, right? Gets us looking around for different options. All right, so come back with me to the convenience store. I'm standing there, I'm frozen in place for about, what, seven, eight seconds here. Um, I get to the, is there any other way part of the assessment? And I look around and guess what I see? I see a drinking fountain. One of those big ones that you know has a refrigeration unit underneath it. So at that point I could, the refrigerator, the refrigerator a drinking fountain becomes my any other way. I could do this whole assessment again. What are the values of going to the drinking fountain? What are the risks of going to the drinking fountain? And is there any other way? And I could keep doing that for as many choices as I had. Uh, I instead choice, chose to just put back the bottle of water and go over to the drinking fountain because then at that point to me, I was paying $3 for a bottle of, for a bubbles and that's it. So I went over, I loaded myself up with lots of good water, I paid for my gas and was on my way. This values versus risks, is there any other way, is not meant to stop the decision-making process. It's actually meant to slow it down just a little bit. It's one of my biggest complaints about want, uh, wants versus needs. It's too fast. It's too easy to justify. I would encourage you to practice this wants for, <laughs> values versus risk, is there any other way, on little tiny things. So practice on dumb choices um, that are basically zero risk. And what happens as we practice on high frequency, low risk things is our brains will automatically do this thought process as we are uh, making bigger choices. This is a negative visualization tool when I haven't actually talked about negative visualization tools too much. And I think it's appropriate for choices up to and maybe including a car purchase. So as small as what are you doing this evening? Like, what are the values of watching Netflix this evening for three hours? What are the risks of watching Netflix for three hours? And is there any other way to get some of the values without some of the risks? Practice this a lot. Like, what's the value of wearing that purple shirt today? What are the risks associated with that purple shirt? Practice, 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 practice. If you're reteaching this, do not expect people you teach this to to get it immediately. It takes a little bit to to get it as part of a routine. So there again, that's why I'm encouraging on high frequency, low risk. If you need a decision making too for a low frequency, high risk, um, 
purchase or choice, and that would be something like uh, starting or leaving a job, starting or leaving a relationship, buying a house, uh, starting a family. Those are low frequency, high risk. There, a different tool needs to be used for that. This is not an appropriate tool for a big, big choice like that. Um, and I'm, I'm intentionally substituting the word choice or decision for purchase because it's not about, it's going to sound weird. It's not about the purchases that we make. It's right. It's about decision-making. So that's why this is a decision-making tool and not a purchase choice tool. Um, all right. So in review, the three steps, pretty simple, are what are the values associated with a choice? And that cannot be its price. What are the risks associated with a choice? And it can be the price. And I would encourage including opportunity cost. And the third step, is there any other way to get some of the values without some or all of the risks? And repeat, repeat, repeat. So I would love it if you would... Um, review this podcast. Uh, I'm very small. <laughs> the podcast is, and that's okay. Um, and please share. So who needs this tool in their lives? Like who do you, who do you hear that you hear saying all the time? Yeah, I'm just focused on what I need to do or what I'm, I don't, I'm not trying not to buy anything that I want this week, only what I need. Um, gently share this with them and maybe the one before. Um, wants versus needs is garbage or whatever I called that episode. Thank you very much for listening. I'll talk to you in two weeks. Bye-bye. The tools, concepts, strategies, and processes covered in this curriculum, coaching, and podcast are meant to be used for your personal development and or in the partnership with the tools that you are already using in the service of your community. If you are considering seeking compensation of, or contracts using this financial coaching curriculum, please reach out to Pacific STOA for more information on the Financial Wellness Coach Certificate and Exclusive Licensing.